Those were the best days of my life. You know, looking back on our 20s as a podcast, we've had a lot of good times, a lot of laughter too. And this week, it's good to see you. I'm Harrison. I'm Meg. It's episode 29 with David Singleton. Boy, oh boy, what a treat this was. We met David at Montgomery College Summer Dinner Theater in the summer of 2015. And he's just kind of become like a a part of this circle of people that we are always, uh, that we've like remained in contact with from that summer. And he's such a talented performer. He is a talented baker. He is an absolute delight. And... I think you will love him just as much as we do. Yeah. Let's go, 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 go. Woke up this morning, didn't know what to do. So I looked around, then I saw you. Yeah, it's good to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you. We're going to talk about some stuff and some other stuff too. Yeah, it's good to see you. Hello. Hi. Oh, wait, is my face? No, I don't have my face on. Just smiling at you till I can see it. Um, <laughs> okay, wait, there we go. Yes, come on, Kidville. <laughs> come on. I got four of these and no reason to wear them. <laughs> oh my gosh. I have a bunch of those old artifacts. Those are like rare, those are like rare collector's items these days. As a collector, I, I was getting rid of clothes and I had like four or five of them. And I was like, I can't keep five pinballs i was like i cannot physically look in my drawer and see five of them I just can't. <laughs> so right. someone I, somewhere i i did the same thing i was like mm, i'll keep one <laughs> just for like a relic just to have like a, a really um something to commemorate but so when we have yeah. our um when we have our in per- when we can finally have our in-person like live kid milk class extravaganza yes <laughs> the last rock and railroad <laughs> performance ever which is just like a three-hour set with like we're doing like a 45 minute like ambient jam on what's for yeah. uh, what's on sale kids are falling asleep like there's like a built-in like nap like we play we play like an auditory nap Oh my gosh. Lasers. Yeah. Imagination like truly gets them to sleep for a bit. That's our lunch yes, break. Some soft vocal. <laughs> oh, that's funny as fuck. <laughs> <sighs> How you doing? Oh, I'm great. How are y'all? Good. Yeah. Good. All things considered, not too bad. Not too bad. Um, you have been a busy like little bee. Like, I swear to God, you like really have picked up the football and run like hell um, in this quarantine. Yeah, I, um, I was actually talking to a friend about this the other day. I, like, I cannot not have anything to do. It is the most overwhelming feeling to like have nothing at all to do and then have to make use of time. Um, so mm-hmm. I just was like, okay, cool. So you can do, we'll do everything. <laughs> Okay, so let's start, like, at the beginning of quarantine and, like, where did, like, because you you were doing a bunch of stuff. And so, like, how did they all fall into place? What was the order of those things, like, coming to fruition? And then we can kind of talk about Um, that. First was drag. Uh, That was, like, the first thing to really uh, kick off. 
And then... Because your um, run of Kinky Boots ended early. Because of Kinky Boots, yes. Um, because we finished we finished early and then we weren't really doing anything. And then Jay Joke was having a birthday Zoom party when we were doing the Zoom party circuit. Gayo de Mayo. It was like, we need some drag performers. And I was a, a considered a drag performer. <laughs> and yes. Thus, Yaramasu began taking over the world. Was that like a the name DMV you had had? Later. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I came up with that in high school. Uh, not high school. Right after high school with a friend of mine from high school. We like put our gay brains together. We were like, every gay person is a drag name. Um, and I wasn't even doing drag at the time. I like did my eyebrows and a little highlighter and that was all my makeup. But yeah, because tiramisu is, um, it, it's fancy and elegant, or at least I thought it was when I was in high school. And um, so, you know, she's a fancy, elegant, expensive girl. And she's <laughs> sweet. And she's sweet, but a little bitter. A little uh-huh. bitter from the coffee, right? Uh-huh. A little bitter from and the from coffee the, and, and, the, and a little spice. The a little spice, you know, the lady the... fingers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the alcohol. Yeah, oh, please. She's a little bit of everything. Kind of creamy, oh, yeah. you know? <laughs> okay, so you're doing, so out of quarantine, you're, you are, like, fully diving into drag performance and... That is like on social media and at Zoom parties and such. Yeah. Um, and and what else happens? What else goes on? And then, um, and then I moved out of my dad's house or out of my apartment to my dad's house. And I was just sitting around, you know, every day, bored out of my mind, doing nothing. Um, and I was like, I need something to do that I'm good at, that I can make money doing. And then I was like, oh my God, I bake. And people always tell me that I'm very good at it. You are. Um, so, <laughs> so, you um, in fact are, yes. I, I invented baking. I don't know if anyone um, told you <laughs> I was the first baking. one to do it. <laughs> so yeah, I started doing that. And now that's like what I do, which is, weird to say like oh yeah like i have my bake <laughs> okay so like how much baking do you do like in a day do you bake for like a week how does like how do you um, keep that workflow because like it's just you right it is yeah um and so like i kind of do made to order and then i also do um like a bi-weekly you know drop and like special menu things um so like if i do have to bake something it's usually a three-day process of um of like day one is baking everything and then the next day is like relaxing from baking and then all of my deliveries so today i was out delivering all day and then i canceled some deliveries because i was like i just don't want to drive anymore and go home in the rain Um, Oh my gosh, in the rain. No. My first yeah, no. my first big delivery um when I first started was over the winter and it was like rain, sleet, snowing. 
and I was driving up and down the world <laughs> in all of the weather. And I guess, like, how much are you experimenting with both drag, like, with both drag and baking? How much of your schedule or how much of your day is like content product, like putting something out there based, and how much is like experiment play? Because those, like, as much as they are like very valuable, like things that you can cash in on, they also are hobbies in a way, right? Yeah. Like, and how do you protect the like spirit of the hobby? You know. Um, Well, um, today actually, I made a new type of like a new cookie that I'm trying out. Um, Mm -hmm. I made a small batch of them for my younger sibling, who was like, "I want to try this cookie that like would be good," and it was just fun because it was no stress. to just like try something new. I'm going to give it to somebody who is going to be very honest about their opinion of it. Um, Mm -hmm. And I just got to have, I like wasn't worried about cooking them too long or any little imperfections or anything. I was just like, they need to taste decent so I can know if I should put them on the menu. Mm -hmm. Um, But with content, it's like weird because I, I don't know how like, as much as I love social media, I'm so bad at knowing when are like good times to post stuff. And because of businesses, I want to like make sure I'm posting when people are going to see it. But also I'm like, if I tell myself I'm going to post something at like five and I don't post it by five o'clock, like on the dot, then in, in my mind, I'm like, okay, you have to wait until next week on this same day but you have to do it at five mm. o'clock because that's when you're going to post it and then the next week comes and i'm like five o'clock oh i just like don't know if it's going to like be received well and then i just don't post it again yeah. and you're back at square one yeah that's a vicious cycle i do the same thing it's, like just yeah. I, I talk about it all the time i get like paralyzed from posting just like seeing how other people do things or not knowing like how mine gonna fare yeah. out there with all the other things happening you know yeah it's stressful I, I just talked myself out of it and then yeah um and it's so annoying because I am paying for this like app that I do like menus and stuff on um mm. and with the like three dollar a month thing I can make content that and put it on a calendar yeah like schedule and like content. attack social media right um but then I'm like, I have to commit to a day at a time that I wanted to. <laughs> right. Right. I wanted right, to happen. Of course. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, like, the experimenting is is really where I keep, where I, like, keep finding the joy in it. And also mm. trying new things and then sharing them with, like, my friends so that they can try them and, like, see how they like them is also, I mean, it's, like, my my favorite part of cooking and baking is, is having people try my things and like enjoy enjoy having them. So yeah. Um, and what about what about for drag? Like, I guess same kind of question. Like, how much yeah. of that is okay? I just need to like practice like you know styling this wig today. I need to practice like I remember when you and Solomon were preparing for Kinky Boots. It was like okay, we need to get be able to beat our faces in under ninety minutes because you know. Mm-hmm. 
or oh, whatever, whatever. That oh, shit fascinated me so much. I remember, you know, how hard you it both was. are into like, we're like going to, we have to like be able to do this, yeah, with that precision was... <laughs> at breakneck speed. Yeah, I that, yeah. Um, it's different with drag, um, mostly because I don't, I don't live with my drag stuff anymore. It all stays at Solomon's, and Got it. so I only like I have my, I just bought my makeup here to my dad's house so I could clean my brushes finally mm -hmm. um so I'm probably going to do makeup tomorrow which I'm very excited about but for the most part is it's like I'll go over there to film and then get into drag and hopefully like it but before I moved here we would just hang out and be like let's do makeup like let's just get in the face and then kind of just see what comes of it and that was that's always so much fun to do to just like do it just because. Um, right. And I, I have kind of stopped caring, not stopped caring, but like I've taken all the pressure off of posting from my drag page unless I, unless I really want to. Um, mm -hmm. And then when I post, I'm like, it's, it's always something that I am really excited about sharing. And so the pressure goes away completely from it. Right. But I'm, I always have, like, my mind is always in create mode. So anytime I listen to music like Megan Thee Stallion or um, I just heard this new song by Brie Runway today and instantly I was like, oh my God, this is a drag number and this is the hair I would wear. This is what my face would look like. This is the outfit that I want to make for this. I have, like, 12 trillion music video concepts that I'm just like, I just need funding and everyone's dreams are going to come true. You know what I mean? Right. Well, and it's so interesting. Like we've kind of talked about the other elements that come with like the performances of drag, but it like also is connected massively to like another art form that I feel like I, in the last, in the time that I've known you, at least you've expanded so much on, which is like choreography. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a lot of, um, I mean, like, Tiara is a dancing queen. So <laughs> I, I'm constantly like, what songs are going to be the best for, like, showing off that? But it's weird because when we film the, when we film our show, Tea and Cakes, I'm, I usually don't pick, like, very dancey songs. Mm -hmm. Or if I do pick a super dancey song, I don't, like, really dance at all. Right. Um, because I feel like so, so, like, stuck or like confined in the space that we have that sure. I like I want it to be like organic and fun and not like five six seven eight you know what I mean right. um and so it's like we're trying to find the balance but I can't listen to music and not like choreograph all of it it just it, <laughs> that doesn't happen so any song I've ever done in drag there's a at a hundred percent chance that I was like in my mind, there's a full stage production of me doing that one number. Like, I really want to, I cannot wait until we're allowed to, you know, do things in front of people because I feel like that would, like, not only give me space to actually perform the way I wanted to perform, but, like, the added energy of mm -hmm. people and stuff. Yeah. If there's nothing, I mean, like, there's nothing like it. 
<laughs> Period. Nothing, point blank. There's nothing. I yeah. remember when we did um, the Pride. We were Solomon and I were on um, night at Newcastle when they did their Pride show, mm-hmm. and it was just like us and then Andre and um, and the and Alan and Rachel and all of them. But it was so energetic because there were like four people watching me dance, so I wasn't just looking at the phone and like right. squinting to try to see if people were like commenting as I was dancing. <laughs> yeah. I like got to watch, like there were people watching and screaming and like, and it was just five of my friends, but I was like, this is the tea. Like this is the moment. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of wild. Like it just, just how many skills I feel like you have to have to be a drag queen. I, you know, and that you have like really sought out like discipline in, you know what I mean? Like as, you know, um, makeup, choreography, lip syncing, um, crafting, like making your own costumes, wig styling, like there's just so many things that go into it. Um, is there something that like, do you feel like there's something that you've really honed over the past year? Like as you've had time to be you know, just inside doing that kind of stuff. Absolutely. I mean, I definitely have gotten like leaps and bounds better uh, with sewing. And I always, I always wanted to be a fashion designer. Like Mm. when I was in middle school, if you ask anyone I went to middle school with between from sixth grade to eighth grade, anyone would ask me where I was going to college. The answer was Fashion Institute of Technology in New York. Um, I'm going to be a fashion designer. I'm going to be on Project Runway. And that was like verbatim before I ever did theater, before I ever knew that that was like what I wanted to do with my life. And even after I started doing theater, it was still like, I'm going to be a fashion designer. And so like actually really getting into drag and then having all of the time in the world to just Mm -hmm. learn, like relearn how to sew. Um, I've like really been able to just like kind of get a hang of it. Um, and it's so cool to like see stuff, like see myself make stuff. I made um, this nude like dress, like mm-hmm. nude tube dress um, yeah. with like uh, fuzzy trim. And like I put, I glued little eyes and stones all over oh it. Oh my gosh, and yes. I was so like in awe of it when it was finished and I was just like and it was it's literally just one seam up the back and that was all the sewing but I was like oh my god I like dyed this fabric and I hand stitched it and I glued this boa on and I like glued these little googly eyes on it and it's mine and like I made I made it and it was right the coolest it was the coolest feeling to then like put it on and be like, oh my God, I could like, like this is an outfit. Like this is yeah. my whole entire concept piece. Um, and it's also been great to sort of flex my like, just like my creative, um, what am I trying to say? Just like my creative muscles, like uh, my imagination and, and kind of letting sure. it run wild. Like my little, I have a little sketchbook with little fashion models that I can draw outfits on. And it's just full of random shit. But like, 
I will just think of something and start drawing it and kind of let it go wild. Um, it's just so much fun. It's, it's so much fun. And, and so like, like going back, like you, you said that like when you were younger, like you were very interested in fashion design. How young did that kind of get introduced? And then like, how did you find your way to performance from that? Were you like, because you're also an incredible dancer, you know, like. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so what I remember, I mean, I remember being like seven years old um, with my, my older cousin um, who wasn't much older than me, but we would like, we were, we would go to church and my parents owned, my parents owned the church. So we were there, whether there was service or not, if there was something that needed to be done, we would go hang out and they would work. And then when it was time to go, we would go. So we would like sit around and just flip through Vogue magazine. Cause my cousin loved fashion mm-hmm. and we would do little like dress competitions and have all the adults judge them. So we would all like flip through and we would pick a dress and then all try to like draw our own little take of it. Um, and then from there, like my parents sort of noticed that that was something I liked. Mm-hmm. And my parents were my parents were great. Um, they're the most supportive people. And so they were like, cool, okay, you like fashion. Let's buy some little like how to draw fashion books. And so there's this one book that had, I don't remember what it was called, but it was just like a little book with some figurines and bunches of different like pages on different dresses and like fabrics and stuff. And I would just sit and draw for hours and just make little fashions. Um, And I kind of just did that as like my favorite little hobby. And theater actually started because I couldn't, (laughs) I also used to play basketball. Okay. Very random off to the side. Uh, But my dad played basketball, my brother played basketball, and I played basketball. And I was very good at basketball. Um, (laughs) And... But my middle school, you couldn't do sports until seventh grade. Mm-hmm. So I didn't do, I didn't do basketball. And then in seventh grade, um, they needed boys for the musical. And I was like, I'm sure I'd be good at that. I like attention. So I auditioned. <laughs> I sang Party in the USA. That rocks, that rocks so hard. I sang uh? the whole number too. I didn't just do a, I did top to bottom. I booked. Oh my gosh. And, yes. <laughs> and then I was doing it as basketball tryouts happened. And I was like, well, I'm was like, I'm already in the musical, baby. I have a name. I have some lines. I'm doing the show. Wait, <laughs> what was the show? It was a Christmas carol. Mm-hmm. I played Peter Cratchit. Um, okay. one of the the um the brother of Tiny Tim. I wanted Tiny Tim, didn't get the role. Gotta get the role. Um <laughs> And um, the rest of my family was white. I was there. I was the black child of an all-white family. It was iconic. Um, it was my first time, like, wearing makeup. Um, because, you know, for the show, they're like, you have to wear your little bit of foundation or whatever. And I had my rouge and my little lip moment. And I was like, this is the tea. I'm the star of the show in my mind. And... We're- I have to ask a question. 
did you okay only because i know like boys at that age and even in high school usually in theater would ask the girls to put their makeup on for them and so i'm just wondering like were you like i've I got this. Like, I know what I, I can put on my no, own makeup. Um, and were you I, interested in doing it for yourself? Um, I did want to do it for myself, but they, we had like a group of moms that would do everybody's makeup. Mm. Um, and so one of the moms did my makeup, but I was like, no, 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 I need more rouge. <laughs> no, no, no. I need a little bit more on my lip. Like, so I wasn't in control. I like, that was where I took my, took the reins. I was like, like, let's, Touch with the cheek, mama. Like, I'm a cold, I'm a cold child. I should have blushy cheeks and I'm black and I don't do that naturally. So let's rouge these cheeks up, girl. But let's, let's get it right. <laughs> and then I literally never, I never stopped doing theater from there. Um, the director of the show just kind of really took me under her wing and saw something in me. And I started doing shows for her. Um, the theater company that she worked in outside of the school. And yeah, I literally never stopped. I didn't care stop or stop. And where was the shift between like, I'm going to be a fashion designer. I'm going to go into theater. Did you have to make a choice was, or did one just kind of like lend itself? Theater, yeah. Theater just kind of took over. It, it, yeah. it very much was because people were telling me how good I was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I am so self-absorbed or I, I mean I'm not anymore I'm less self-absorbed but as a child you know I was like yes tell me I'm good at things mm-hmm. and well, especially at that age and I was too like, you know like you're looking you know, for anything any confirmation that like you are I'm doing something right yep um and then when I got to I got to high school it was kind of like time to really like from for me, I was like, I need to figure out what I'm doing with my life as a ninth grader. Like, what am I gonna, like, what do I wanna do in this world? And I kind of quickly just knew it was theater. I was like, I am, I got my first show, we did Charlie Brown, and I booked um, Snoopy as a freshman. <laughs> and I was like, I'm that bitch, and I'm never gonna stop doing this. I was yes. like, I am, this is all I ever wanna do. And that was when I really started dancing too, um, mm. because I in high I've school had, yeah, I always had. Like I'm rhythm shocked. And, like, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. I need some timeline just briefly. Okay, so so you were in high school in what years and what year did I meet you? Which so far, I was in high school, 2000, um, fall 2011 through spring 2015, which is when we all met like spring summer 2015 when i graduated i'm david i cannot believe that yeah yeah that's actually like (laughs) agitating to be like that (laughs) you rock man hell okay so okay so you like so you played snoopy and like that sort of like tipped you off to like i I might be good at this yeah um i played snoopy and funny (laughs) story about that ryan burke was my music director for that show and i was talking to him today and like what a great guy and as um as a a freshman who had not gone through puberty i was i could not sing low enough to sing my part so they had to like modulate all the music and (laughs) it came it came so naturally um no i mean it was 
it was whatever. It was like, I was fine for a high schooler, but I, you know, I got a little bit of energy and I, there was like, there was nothing like just doing the big, you know, supper time, big end mm-hmm. of the show, 11 o'clock number, waking the girls up. Right. And just like the energy I felt, I was like, I have to literally do this forever. And um, yeah. And I also Did you ever a boy with rhythm, which, yeah. I was going to say, did you ever take classes? I didn't start until I got to MC. Um, So I was just kind (laughs) of, I had a lot of friends who were palms and I was that kind of like, I was flexible. I could do the splits, you know, I could do toe touches. And I was also like, I can probably do what those palm girls are doing. So if I would like see them on the field, I'm like about to cry, like double turns. I'm like about to cry about this. Like, I don't understand. Like, my brain is like not able to compute this right now. I'm like at a juncture where I'm like, I like am literally rendered speechless. Like, truly, I, I mean, okay, because we've known you for what? Like, we've all known each other for six years oh now. And I truly Our thought turn. you must have been like dancing out of the womb. Me too. Like, I, just, I just because. that. It is so I'm, like natural and like it, like it's just effortless. It looks like for you, you know, oh, and it's you. just you're so like versatile. Also, it's fucking insane. That is so crazy to me. So you started dancing ten years ago. Yeah, and like adults don't yeah. learn. I feel like don't like older. It does. I, I don't know. I feel like you, they're always the like start them young. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm. Um, I'm furious, but I'm also like just out of deep. My my fury is like deep admiration, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Very funny story. When I was my uh, younger sibling, did ballet for maybe two years, and the first year I was with my mom going to pick them up from ballet, and my mom was like, "Hey, there's um, there's this other little boy in the tap class. Do you want to take tap classes?" So he's not the only little boy there, and I said. I said verbatim, verbatim. I said no, dancing's for girls. <laughs> Girl, how dare I? I said dancing, it's for girls. And now I wear dresses. What's and that dance. about? <laughs> what? And dance in the dresses. What's that about? And a wig. What is that about? Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh wow. wow i love it yeah i love it too so like did you like after when you got to mc did somebody did somebody come up to you and was like hey man you need to start like dancing like dancing dancing because like you have something serious going on or like did it just come with like doing musical theater and you were like yeah it came with it came with doing theater but like also my um my High school teach my high school theater teacher and director. When when I by the time I was in like my senior year and I was doing like my uh, full latte turns and like you know <laughs> all of my things, she was like, "You need to go to class <laughs> so that we can get all of the things right." Um, and so when I 
figured I was going to be doing theater at MC, I was like, cool, I'm taking dance class. And I also, um, my senior year, I did rent at MC. And I knew Sandra was the dance teacher and she had choreographed that. And I was like, if there's anybody that's going to teach me how to dance, it's going to be Sandra. Um, and yeah, she got me all the way together. Most of the way together. Where I am. I love that. Yeah. And so then, I guess, were you always like choreographing? Or was that, did that, does that come later? Does that come like with confidence that like you know how to move? And so then you just start to like figure out, I don't know. Yeah, I don't... Um, I've, I, <laughs> um, I've like loved making dances since I was like very little and I would get, you know, I remember getting the Justin Timberlake album and like forcing my family to watch me perform the whole, the <laughs> whole album. Um, and like teaching my babysitters, like dance steps to do with me. Um, but I didn't really like that wild party dance I did that summer was the first mm -hmm. thing I had ever like choreographed myself, like as a, like, like as a dancer who was like, I'm going to do choreography. That was the first time I was really like, and here's, and here's my, my shebang. I'm um, I'm freaking out about that. Um, we are going here, to man. we're gonna link that video because I truly so yes, I think about it often. Um <laughs> I do those suspenders. Oh my gosh. I mean, oh, I, it's just everything. It's everything. Try <laughs> to steal. No, but you stage. just no, you were just <laughs> so good. Oh wow. Thank you. Um so so mc kind of comes along and you start to like see this kind of path unfolding and i know that like in the time that i've known you you've done a, uh, i've known that you like have dabbled with like going to school a couple times again and like uh moving a couple times and i sort of like am interested in like how to have kind of things fallen in like fallen in for you and like what has kept you around here and then like do you have desire to go elsewhere? Like, what is the big picture with all of this stuff now and now quarantine on top? Like, where do you, where is the, where is the David uh, brand going? Oh gosh, um, I don't somewhere hopefully. Um, but I mean, I did. I really, really, really wanted to go to school for musical theater. It was the only thing I wanted to do. Um, and in my, from my senior year to my last year at MC, I auditioned every year for colleges, like for college programs. And I got into one, <laughs> um, with, in my last round of auditioning, I auditioned for Frostburg, like audition for Frostburg. Cause it was kind of like, a, if you want to come here, you can come here. That was like Newsies um, time. And that was right? during Newsies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I got in and I just knew I didn't want to go there. Um, so that's kind of what kept me around because I like, I don't know. I like, I going off to school was the, the, the like moment. The whole reason I was doing it was because I was like, I need to go to a four-year place and learn how to do what it is I want to do. 
while I was doing it. So I don't know what those voices in my mind were, were saying that were like, you have to go somewhere and get mm-hmm. your degree to do this, even though you're like in the middle of it. Right. Well, that's um, what I was going to say. Like, it's just so funny that it like kept coming up and like the Newsies one to me, like, I remember when we were t- talking about it a lot, like you were like booking like equity theater shows. And I'm like, thinking to myself, like people go to school for this, man. Like you were doing it. You know, I understand. Doing the, like, eight shows desire. a week. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting how these um, things fall into place. Yeah. It was, it's really, yeah, it's really bizarre. Um, honestly, a lot of pressure came from, some of like the staff and faculty at MC kind of like putting this restraint of like, you may have it now, but at a certain point they will want to see, Mm -hmm. they will want to see like the qualifications. And that happened after I had finished choreographing Lacage without Centric. Um, I was like there with, I don't know why I was there, but I stopped in to talk to them and they were like, so when are we finishing our degree? And I was like, I don't know, but I'm busy with work right now. Um, So like, I will finish it when I'm not working. And they were like, but you're not going to keep getting work without. It was like, it was like a drama filled moment Mm. because I got, I got very heated because that was like, I felt like they were calling into question all of the hard work I had done to get myself to where I like where I was um so like a part of it was me I guess not wanting to like let them down in some way um but also me feeling like oh my god are they right like I'm good but if like am am I gonna get to a point where people are gonna be like you're good but like we don't have any, you know, you know what I mean? Right. And especially if those people um, were like out, those people that told you that were like important and uh, elemental to your like development as an artist, like that is going to call into question that. And also like, I completely understand your feeling of like that, those kind of like remarks, like calling into legitimacy, what you've built, you know, like, because right. you've worked so hard and built this like great thing that many people you know, go to four-year institutions to try to even get, like, a piece of, you know? Mm-hmm. And hearing those things makes it be like, yeah, I, I completely understand that conflict of of feeling. Yeah. But, I mean, now I kind of... Every day is so weird because I'm trying to figure out... I feel like every day I'm trying to figure out what it is that I want to do um, because I feel like I want to do everything. like. You know, I wake up and I'm like, okay, like my goal with my business is to like have a standalone store where I sell my, you know, I sell my baked goods and like get licensing to, you know, mm-hmm. make my make my business like a real business. And then I'm like, but I also am going to win Drag Race and how will that fit into me winning Drag Race? And then I'm like, I'm also going to yes. work on Broadway and like but in regional theaters. Feed. And how is that going to fall into me? You know, and then I'm like, oh, do Jesus. I want to go? My my new thing now is like once I finish, because I'm going to be going back to finish my um, my associate. Uh, but then I'm like, do I want to go to fashion school? <laughs> it all feeds the like, same I wanted thing to do though, that. Dave. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you're like talking about like, well, like this thing, like I kind of want to do this thing. I kind of, it's like, 
Well, you're like sort of doing all those things and they're all gonna like ultimately feed, you know, like, cause if one of those things pops, you then have the leverage to like to do the other two or three or four or five, you know, there's, there could come a point where like, because of these other things, you could learn how to like do, you know, like somebody might just be like, can you design clothes for us and we'll get someone to make them, you know, like because of those other things, it's just so cool right. to hear you talk about them. Like. This is awesome because all these things in my mind, I'm like, this falls in a, almost like, you know, the game yeah. Plinko where you drop the thing mm -hmm. down and it can, it will land in any of the three, but you're not sure which one first. It's like, right. yeah, that's right. really cool, man. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I am definitely though ready to get out of my dad's house. I miss having my dad's great, wonderful host, um, lovely man. I just miss having my own space, you know, to... You keep, you do, like, keep a lovely home. Like, you, you can, like, really set a vibe and, like... Thank you. I mean, you make your guests feel so welcome. Um, Thank you. Yeah, you can really I curate an evening. It's just, it's always, it's so, it's always good to spend time with you. Thank you. I love, oh, it's so, one of my favorite things in the world is, is having people over and entertaining and like, you know, just like communing with my friends. Right. It's, was that it's something, was that something that like your family did? Like, did your family host a lot or is that something that you've kind of taken on as you've grown out of your, you know, out of your house and into your own space? Um, my, we didn't really do like a ton of like hosting, but we were always able to have like friends over. And my brother played, um, my brother played basketball and he played competitively. So he would, you know, have his friends over on the weekends or whatever. And we would all play video games. And then he would like wake up the next morning and I would make everyone breakfast because that's just what has seemed the most natural thing for me to do. Um, and I don't know, I've just always loved, like, I love how it feels when I go to someone's house and, like, you know, they just, it's, they've taken time to, like, be like, I want you here and I want you to have a good time. And I love just giving that feeling to people. Um, it did, it did, um, like, baking and stuff come from that? How did you, how did you learn how to bake or learn that you were good at that? That you enjoy um, my, time in the kitchen. Yeah. Well, my mom, Food Network was like me and my mom's thing that we would, mm. we would sit down. Like if she, you know, if it was like a holiday or if I wasn't feeling well, we would just sit in the living room and watch Food Network. And so like I would, <laughs> I used to, and I would do this with so many different foods, but I would make every like eating experience for myself if I was like by myself having like a clementine. It became a Food Network show, and I was like, and I was like, now we we peel the clementine and we're gonna marinate it. You know, I don't know what any of these words I'm using are, but like, it, whoever was watching was getting the full the full Food Network experience from just me like eating a little clementine. Um, and then as I got older, I started, you know, like friends' birthdays would roll around, and I would make some cupcakes because I was like. Mm. Who doesn't, right. who doesn't like cupcakes? Um, or like for holidays, I would uh, make like cookies. One year I made cookies for the neighborhood and I was just 
whatever. Um, but I also became really fascinated with Georgetown cupcakes. Oh and, my God. Oh my God. They, yes. right. Cause that was like, they had their like a moment when they were like the, it was the, like, the, the TLC show. Oh, it dude. was the absolute moment. And TLC primetime show. <laughs> and the first cupcake I ever made from scratch was their vanilla cupcake recipe. Very mm. dry. I don't recommend that recipe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nonetheless, I made it. And I was like, say. oh my God, this is so much fun. Like making things from scratch. And then um, a friend of mine was like, David, you should sell these. And so for like two months in high school, under the name Davy Cakes, I sold um, a menu of cupcakes. I had maybe three customers, but I had one customer who returned multiple times. Um, yeah. And I like, oh my gosh. I kind of was just like, this is fun. Made a, you know, made a handful of dollars, just a handful. It's a handful. For, a smattering. For a child who... For a child who has no need for dollars of their own, a handful of dollars was my frappuccino in the morning, mm -hmm. which was, a, you know, the status symbol of my high school was who has mm. Starbucks in the morning. And so my couple of dollars got me a frappuccino and a bacon, egg, and gouda. <laughs> and the other girls only had, only had their frappuccino or their ice cone macchiato. I also had a bacon, egg, and gouda, so I was really the one not to mess with you know i was really i was <laughs> upper echelon if you will <laughs> <laughs> where would you say did you uh like a lot of people have a high school that has like a hierarchy or something like that how did you kind of um how did you fit into to that environment i was popular but not like i didn't like hang out with the popular kids but i sure. sound so likable you know i'm like <laughs> bubbly and energetic and <laughs> and so i knew i knew everyone you know what i mean like mm -hmm. and um our theater department had several like popular like quote unquote popular people who like mm -hmm. did theater regularly, um, which okay. I don't, I, which feels like it's not like a normal thing, but because of like by association with them, I was, you know, mm -hmm. had, you know, people knew who I was because they, I would be seen with like the cool upperclassmen and my brother mm -hmm. played basketball. So I was also, you know, right. the talented little brother of like the basketball guy. Um, so I won't say that I was like, like popular, popular, um, but I was very well known and very well liked. <laughs> um, were you were you out in high school? I'm going to say no. Okay. Because <laughs> when I told people that I was a heterosexual man, that was my fantasy. Um, from my freshman to sophomore year. Well, the end of my freshman year, I told two people, one of my best friends and then the girl who was standing next to her. Um, <laughs> and then my best friend. <laughs> um, and then my best friend decided to tell some of my other friends, which is like not okay, but I wasn't as great as I am at acting. I was not playing the role of a heterosexual man well at 
all. No one was buying it. They should have recast. It wasn't, <laughs> I wouldn't have booked if I was auditioning for that track. Um, but my junior year, I guess, I like, I, I never really came out um, mm-hmm. to like the people I went to school with. My junior year, I think I just kind of like started caring a little less um, about how careful I was with like pretending to be straight. And then the first day of my senior year, I showed up to school, sat down in my um, one of my teacher's offices where we like congregated before school and started drawing on my eyebrows. <laughs> and it was a wrap. It was over. <laughs> um, I like that was I. I officially was like. No questions, ladies. This is what it is. And that whole day, I walked around with these terrible, terrible, overfilled, black caterpillar eyebrows. I thought I was serving. I was eating it up, no crumbs. All of the girls, you know, all of the girls that were living, they were like, oh my God, your eyebrows are really, yes, eyebrows. Come on, eyebrows. Eyebrows are fleek. And I was like, the fuck, you know what I mean? <laughs> I very like by the time I got yeah by the time I got to my senior year I was like fuck it we ball um limp wrist drawn on eyebrows talking about men very much the whole fantasy and was that like all what did you did you was there ever something I mean you talk about like playing the role of the heterosexual man was that like just at school or was that home too it was mostly home, honestly. Um, my family's very religious, um, and both of my parents are ordained ministers. They had a church, and so from a very young age, I, you know, that was the first thing that was like not okay, mm. you know. Um, and I've always been effeminate, like even as a little boy, without even really knowing what that was just like my general mannerisms were an issue you know what I mean Mm. my 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 voice was very high which I couldn't help because of puberty so that was like something I could you know wasn't the biggest issue but like this was the thing that I did constantly just because it felt it came to me you know what I mean right Mm -hmm. as a child I feel like you just exist um and so like a part of my existing was like Lots of that and lots of, you know, mm-hmm. it was very much like trying to, the whole, like the whole fantasy of being straight was to appease like my family. Um, and yeah, um, it wasn't until like, I had to come out to my, to my, my parents um, like four or five times for it to like stick and not have to have the conversation anymore. Just because each time was, and mostly mostly pushback from my dad, less than my mom. But each time it was sort of like, oh, n- no, we don't, no, no, no. You don't know what you're talking about, so we're not going to. And then we would move on and not talk about it mm-hmm. until something else happened where we had no choice but to talk about it. And then again, it was like, uh-uh, no, 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 that's not. And then it wasn't really until high school when it was like harder for me to get away with like just being a kid and like so how I am is how I am and now I'm I'm growing up so I it's you know I'm more actively being feminine 
than being masculine, which is the problem. And that's when it became like really hard with, you know, like, I guess, working to ungay me, you know, play mm. the gay way and all of that. Um, mm-hmm. And it took a health scare for someone who was outside of my family that had to do with being LGBTQ for my dad to sort of be like, okay, I don't want you to ever be in a position where you don't have anyone to turn to right? because of this. And then it was sort of like, if this is what it is, we'll leave it on the, we'll leave it here and it'll be what it is. And, you know, we won't have to talk about it anymore. And I was like, cool, I'm still gay. I've been gay, but thank you for telling me I'm allowed to be gay. Um, and then I was like, very gay. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, it was, I was the gayest I've ever been in my life. Just in that you had permission to like exist in your environments. And explore more too, you know. Mm -hmm. And it was so nice to... Because, like, school became my my sort of, like, reprieve because by the time I got to my senior year, people just kind of knew and no one made a big deal about it. Um, so I never, I never had to be like, I am gay, but people just stopped asking, are you gay, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so then to be able to extend that into my actual home life, even though for a while it was, like, a little, like, it was, like, taboo and we didn't really talk about it. Um, but I was still allowed to exist freely without fear of like being questioned. Cause that was like always the worst part was just knowing that at any moment I'm going to have to lie and then defend that lie mm. and like mm-hmm. try to make people believe something I know is just simply not true. Yeah. Um, so it was just very nice to like know that even if there was going to be like a little pushback, I didn't have to, I didn't have to lie anymore. And that was the most strenuous part. Um, Because then it's also like, at some point, either I'm going to say something or they're just going to find out. You know what I mean? So it was like lying and also like living every day in fear of like, when will they just, when are they going to find out without me telling them? And then it's going to be an even bigger issue. Um, that didn't happen so yeah have you ever brought a boy home no i have not um i have had one boyfriend okay he was very sweet and i dumped him after a month of dating i got bored great (laughs) guy very nice um yeah just it did just didn't work out but i've never I don't think I mean, I've ever bought. I brought a boy's home to my other apartment <laughs> to my, to, when, I, when I had a place. Um, <laughs> so, like, I've introduced I've introduced boys to uh, to Cam. <laughs> He's met a couple of gentlemen callers. Oh, sure. Uh, Marcy sure. met one of my gentlemen callers. Oh, wonderful, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Um, so and w- what is like? What are you What are you looking for in a partner? What's the yeah? What's so, the catch? 
Who's the catch? Yeah, how do you keep right. the how do you keep the easily bored man interested? <laughs> um I good question. Um I'm looking for gentlemen, open your ears. Applications are now being accepted. I am looking for, oh my gosh, um, someone that's like exciting and wants to do things because I always want to do, like, I want to do stuff, Mm -hmm. but that's, oh my God, so vague. I'm looking for someone who likes doing things, (laughs) Um, but I don't know, like stupid cheesy shit. Like I want to like go to an art museum and like, I want somebody to like snap a picture of me looking at art and be like, Oh my god, I'm looking at I have the best view in the place. You know, stupid like easy shit like is that. Your, I, right. Is your love I language quality time? Is that like your top uh, one? I think I think all of them are my top one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> because, of like, course. Any type of any type of love just makes me feel warm and fuzzy. I love oh I love love. I because I was because I'm because I'm gay. Um, and I was of the variety, the the variety of gay that like kind of knew for a decent amount of time. Like as a small child, I would watch princess movies and be like, "Where's my prince, charming? Mm-hmm. Who's gonna like find me in the woods and we'll sing a duet with the animals?" And then you know, like they'll kill the dragon, like that sort of. Mm-hmm. that sort of thing and also mm-hmm. like every rom-com in the book i love me a good rom-com okay I have two so questions i have like, about that just to briefly hold favorite disney princess growing up and favorite uh rom-com favorite rom-com is easy 13 going on 30 okay good choice mm, 30 40 the girl's about, baby, the girl's about to be 30 is. i just read that the girl who who is the 13 year old yeah. movie it's about to be 30 <sighs> I love that. Oh my God. Oh, I'm going to wish her a happy birthday. <laughs> that movie was like, so rom-coms were also something I did with my mom. Um, and 13, she got me, like, she got me hip to, you know, most of the things in the world that I needed to be hip to, um, to be cultured, I guess. Like 13 going on 30, Devil Wears Prada, not a rom-com, but still mm. top two but- movie. Yes, um, Meryl and Anne Hathaway that's... and Emily Blunt and Stanley Tucci. It it's is near perfect. Like, are you kidding me? Near perfect. It's a near perfect yeah, it's... film. It's a complete. If it's on TV, watch. Like back in the day when I used to like have cable or whatever. If that was something that was like on TV, you best believe it's getting played through to the end. Period. And there's nothing else to watch. There's and, there, and there's nothing and there's no other choice. That's what I'm looking for. You know what? That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the man who will stop everything to watch Devil Wears Prada with me in the middle of the day. Mm. Damn it. Um, <laughs> but um, favorite princess. Favorite princess growing up. Oh my God, good question. I really loved Cinderella. I mean, mm. she was the OG girl. I think, I mean, I, and I, I, I love Disney princesses through the ages but i also really got into tiana when when she became a thing i, mm-hmm. I thought she was you know the these knees she's fabulous but i'm i'm gonna say cinderella just because i was like she's I mean, classic you know, that is classic i downtrodden you know gorgeous there's um, also class. working class girl 
who got what she deserved, a prince and a glass slipper. And there's several versions of Cinderella. Like, we've got the regular one. We've got Randy and Whitney's. We've Randy got We've got Hillary Duff, the, another Cinderella story. We've we got also have Brana. Selena Gomez, yep. another Cinderella story. We got the like I Disney mean, CGI reboot one that they did a couple years ago. And Rodgers and Hammerstein, the musical. musical. And, and in addition to that, the revamp by Douglas Carter Bean. So like we have, there is like the, the Cinderella canon runs a D. And Andrew Lloyd Webber's trying to add to it, actually. He's like right now on the West End on the West (laughs) on the West End. He's got a Cinderella coming on the West End. On the West End. I love a good (laughs) We love a good Cinderella. Cinderella. That's Australian. Cinderella, Cinderella. Um Oh my gosh. So ideal man, Prince Charming, rom com. Um, actually, no, I'm going to say my ideal man is Prince Eric. Yeah. He is just, He's that was, nice okay, him. between, between <laughs> him and Tarzan, the, hmm. those were my, those were like the men that made me realize that something was going on. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I watched, no, I watched, there was definitely the, the good old, between the Disney animated men and the real Disney channel men. You know, you have your your Zach Efron was like my go-to moment. Sure. When when high school musical became a thing, I was like, oh yeah, no, that's <laughs> like that's it. Like twelve years old with my Tiger Beat magazine. Tiger Beat maybe magazine. even younger, maybe like nine years Classic, old. Classic J fourteen with my Tiger Beat, and it had the posters. What, like, what do you mean? Like, I was ripping those posters out and I would put them up on my ball. And you know what's crazy? Mm. And all of this, like, it, it's always so interesting to think about my parents, or my, not less than my parents, but more so my father, not recognizing my patterns of homosexuality. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> my go-to moments were, like, Tiger Beat magazine and, like, Bratz dolls. Like, I would, you know, I had a plethora of Bratz dolls. Like, far too many Bratz dolls if you want your son to be straight. It was not allowed to have Bratz dolls. Why? Because they were, like, rude or sassy or something, Mike? They were, I mean, Uh they were hoochie. They were too sassy, my mom said. But I would, like, ask my friends to get them for me for my birthday. Like, my mom would not buy them. <laughs> my parents would not buy them for me, but my girlfriends would. And so but I would see that, like, trapezoid-shaped box, and I was like, yes, girls, <laughs> come through. Brats under the table. One Christmas, <laughs> it's always it's always the good the good Judy's that are going to get you yeah. the brass <laughs> Yes. I used to... <laughs> <laughs> when I when I like started aging out of dolls, um, because I think they were something that was justified as like a child, but like as I started getting into like, you know, fifth and sixth grade and I wasn't supposed to be playing with dolls, I would buy the ones I wanted for my younger sibling's birthday. Mm-hmm. So then when we would play dolls together, I would have the ones I wanted. Oh <laughs> I would be like, you can't use her. I'm using that's my doll. 
<laughs> like, but that's my birthday gift. I'd be like, but it's my doll. So <laughs> we gotta, um, Oh my gosh. I think I, you but, posted something the other day on Facebook that ha- included my scene. Oh my gosh. My yo. sister and I were obsessed with my scene. Did you ever see that Bahama movie or like no jam in Jamaica? It was called. I literally ruined my DVD. <laughs> we yes, same in Jamaica because I watched it. Oh I, my um, gosh. Am I about to go on YouTube after this and try there, to find Jamma and Jamaica? <laughs> okay, David, there is, and I will send it to you, a Spotify playlist of all of the songs from Jammin' in Jamaica. My sister sent it to me, and it truly made and ruined my day at the same time. <laughs> when I tell you, I used to, that was another thing I did. I would get up on that computer, I would go into the computer room, yeah. type in myscene.com, and I would sit there for hours playing the little makeover games. Oh my gosh, yeah. Anything. They had, there were only five outfits. There were only so many combinations. Mm-hmm. And I went through every single one. You best <laughs> believe I was putting the red, the red fuzzy jacket with the fur and then the fur with the little, the little white complete pants and then uh-huh. the black boots. And on the other girl, I would do the black boots and then I would do the little skirt with the tube top. It was, the, um, between that and Stardoll, I was putting Star-Doll. all the girls. Oh my in God, the, yes. Did you used to do yeah. like, all kinds of those like free on I would type in like free online fashion game or free online dress up game or whatever and I would be sitting on these websites doing these like like I I would go through them like mm -hmm. as if it was a checklist like I don't even care if I'm interested in (laughs) free games for free (laughs) games for girls oh my god yes yes David Every that was the go to. It was always free oh games God. for girls. Yeah, so the girls needed their Holy free games. Shit, I can't the believe you just said that. I games. forgot all about it. Are you kidding? Yes, I I, I also used to really love Diner Dash. That was like David, my original game. video game. game. Stop it! I had it. the regular Diner Dash. I had the Travel Through Time Diner Dash. Yes. Like I would like buy the full. I loved me some. Those what was her name? Time flow. Uh, the, Miss Flow, yes. Uh huh. I used to, yes. Oh my God, I'm obsessed. I loved me some Dino Dash. Yes, there's like fucking restaurant time management games. Like, I would download the free trials from every (laughs) website and be, oh my gosh. Oh wow. Oh, Meg, that means sometimes I still will like get on a kick. Huh? You got to get overcooked, overcooked for your What's uh, that? switch. It's like a game like that. It's like you are like a chef in a kitchen and you are like, it's not like Stop. cooking mama where you're like chop, chop, chop. It's like cooking you have mama. like a kitchen <laughs> that you are like, oh, I got to get this thing over to this thing and that you would fucking love it. And you can play a multiplayer <laughs> online. Like you would truly love it. And it's like 20 bucks or something max. Like I think Done. they sell it all the time. It's on the Nintendo Switch store. Done. I'm, I have a switch I'm now, absolutely sold. So we can... Oh my gosh. Yeah. We have to all please play something together. David, I'm going to start playing Fortnite. We determined this a couple nights ago. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to try I it. Know. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> Just drop down Tomato Town. David, what? Oh, okay. So if, if you start like you're gaining life on like Diner Dash and free games for girls and stuff, did you ever do like, um, did you? ever foray into like uh the kid social networking like 
Webkin's Neopets Club Penguin. Baby, let's talk about We World. And then the we like <laughs> less We World. And then like, I, did you do AIM? AOL you know, Kids. Any of- did anybody else? Was anybody else in the era where you were on where AOL Kids? It was its own separate like browser. Um, I don't think I. I was never on no. AOL, but that was when I was I like, had, young. I used to run through We World. I had a whole my account. I'm going to tell you my account. I remember like it was, oh my God, I was baby David and then a collection of numbers. My we, me character was a baby. I spent money on, I convinced my parents to spend money on that game. I had Mm -hmm. outfits. I had a room and I had made a family in like i had a consistent group of people that like we would get on together wow who knows who these people right if you played we world with baby david find me i don't but i just literally (laughs) like i had a collection of close friends on this game and we would like have like we would literally spend hours just talking to each other Oh, that's kind of nice. People love it. Was so sweet. Yeah, people really did like. I I never really played online with like other with people that I didn't know. I was only like connected to people online to people I already knew. But Mm -hmm. that would be. I imagine that would be so fun. I know people do that through Tumblr a lot. Like people had a lot of Tumblr friends. Mm -hmm. I have a really good Tumblr friend. Um. But it was my favorite part of my day was getting on We World and like seeing that like my We World dad was on. <laughs> we were on oh. literally, literally this morning. Kate and I like geeking, looking at our old tumblers, like crying, laughing. If I looked at my oh my gosh, it's a nightmare. It's I hell. think my Tumblr name was it was Kinky Boots with an, a one for the I and two two uh, zeros. And that back in the day, I was like, I want my name to be Kinky Boots. <laughs> that is very, I was like, original. I was like, never, never before heard or seen. I was like, I am, I am on something. Always on brand. <laughs> oh my God. But like, you guys call Penguiners? Did, did you call, not. call Penguins? Yes. But I never had money in order to like have a puffle. I had to. Wasn't that puffles. what those pets called? Mm-hmm. The puffle. And I used oh, to like so cute. That pizza game was oh. so much fun. Yes. I would and was, I was one of those people that would like take over. I would be like, I'm in charge now. Like I'd walk into a room and be like, I'm the leader. Uh like stand on a table and be like <laughs> telling people what to do. Uh, which is I wonder uh, if character. We ever, I wonder <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if we ever crossed paths in Club Penguin. I would have loved it. I'm, sh- I'm honestly. I wonder if we ever. I'm positive we were in that little pizzeria together at the same time at one one point or another. Of course, like doing those spy missions, doing the slopes, like we had to have run the into sl- each other, no doubt. We absolutely, yeah. I'm that's canon. <laughs> <laughs> that we were on Club Penguin at the same time together. <laughs> oh man. Oh my gosh. Um. Harrison, you weren't on Club Penguin? I was not. My sister was. I missed that. I just missed that. For sure. It was so 
Oh my god. It was good stuff. So good. <laughs> good good quality things happened on Club Penguin. So wholesome. So wholesome. And um, I always had such cute little outfits. True. And igloos, like so cute. The igloo was the moment. <laughs> speaking of wholesome, speaking of wholesome, um, do your parents still own a church? Oh god, no. Oh god, okay. wait. Um, Oh, heck hard no. like hard hard Again. pivot, but I tried to I tried to make it work. No, yeah, um, that no, thank 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 the Lord. <laughs> um, <laughs> we do not, but it the world is better that way. I think. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, are is your family still religious? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of my parents are still very religious. Um, but my younger sibling is absolutely in no way, shape, or form of the religious variety. Um, I don't know where my brother stands as far as religion goes. I'm like spiritual, um, which I guess is religious. I don't know. I well, believe not necessarily. Stuff. Yeah, not I, necessarily. Religious, we sort of like, I think in the general like term the connotation is like organized religion you know yeah i'm mm-hmm. yeah i don't i found a lot of a lot of my inner turmoil happened because of the church mm-hmm. um and so i like very much disconnected from it at a certain point um but there were like things that kind of always stuck with me just like praying and stuff like that and like those are things that soothe the soul and things um but yeah so you do you believe in a higher power uh or what is your kind of what's your belief system now i think i believe in god um i definitely believe in like higher power and um like um like i guess the universe ruling over you know mm-hmm. things and like energy and stuff like that um but yeah i don't know how much of like the things i learned about you know the church and about christianity as a child i don't know how much of that i I sort of fall into how much that informs your current belief. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How did it, how did your sort of like, so did you like grow, you do grow up going like every single day and kind of divert as like a teenager? Yeah, we were going, we were going every Sunday, Wednesday, and then like a couple of other nights of the week. Uh And then when we, um, when we moved to Montgomery County, which is where we lived uh, for middle school throughout, you know, the rest of my uh-huh. adult years, um, we no longer had our church. And so we didn't go for a while. And we tried to like find a church to go to. And then, and then we found a church and we would go every Sunday. Um, and I loved church. I really enjoyed 
as a child, I enjoyed church. Um, and the church we found when I was like in middle school and high school, I really enjoyed because I enjoyed the community um, of the church. And there was like a youth group um, that was like my friend, some of my friends from school. And so I really, really enjoyed the that community aspect of church. And then I guess when my parents separated, we kind of just stopped going because we were all, me and my siblings stayed with, were living with my mom. And she didn't want to force that on us um, as we were getting older. And so, you know, we were making our own opinions about things. And because of things that had happened with me coming out, I just no longer felt like comfortable right and I just didn't think it was a place that would want me and I was like I don't need to and I haven't been back since and it was like weird it was a weird transition because it was something I did I really enjoyed and then it became something that was like a a place of like deep discomfort Mm -hmm. um yeah uh so like with that in mind and with like now your like current idea of spirituality in mind like what do you think happens at the end of of this life is do you think it's lights out do you think there's another like place or realm um i think about it often okay and i have no clue and it's terrifying <laughs> it is probably the root of a lot of my anxiety in life is like the idea that at any literally any moment I could just die and like who knows what's going to happen after that uh-huh. um so I th- there's there's definitely a part of me that's like there is an afterlife where my you know where I could either go to one place or another and then there's also part of me that's like rebirth and like um oh god why can't i think of reincarnation uh-huh. you know like um living another life and then there's also part of me that's like you die and that's it and you get on lights out girl um so like i don't really know where i stand um i'm sure one day i'll find out <laughs> but i am it i am terrified of it that much i do know whatever whatever lies on the other side scared as hell about it understand are you are you more scared like are you just scared that of like the potential like suddenness of it like that it that it feels that it could be like an instantaneous thing or are you is it or is it scary that it's unknown um, it's scary because it's unknown, but I am also the, I, I am very uncomfortable uh, with death, um, just because it is something that can just literally happen. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and so there is also the fear of like, when and how right. will that happen? Mm-hmm. Right. And what are the steps that lead, like, 
it's will not, I know it's that like I'm yeah dying. it's the knowing the like, <laughs> like before it's like if if death is the event then die? like it's right exactly it's what is the like, what's the moment before and what is the moment after look like if right if, we, yeah, if i'm going in my sleep and i'm knocked out and then i just you know kick it but i'm already sleeping i just keep sleeping then who you know that's ideal i think mm-hmm. but then there are literally the thousands of other ways of course that that could happen and like the dread of like i guess realizing that i'm going to that i am in the process of dying and being like (laughs) girl what like oh my god no way is this what this is (laughs) (laughs) and then at that point it'll probably be too late because i'll be like oh my god like ah like oh my god i'm dying (laughs) Yes, there's much to be, there is much to be worried about with that, but yeah. I feel, but I wouldn't, I would never know that that's like something that you right. struggle with just, or are anxious about just because I feel like you are so like full of life mm-hmm. and like really celebrate like just like being present by, you know, making the most of it by filling it with all sorts of things that you love and people that you love. So. Yeah, I don't know. Just I wanted to say that. I appreciate that. I mean, I, I definitely, I think everything I do, this is going to sound dark. I feel like everything I do, though, is sort of like trying to, I guess, like cope with the, oh my God, this is going to sound so morbid, but like cope with the fact that we're all just dying. So, like, I kind of need to, like, while I'm here, make the most of like. Sure yeah so that i don't right. so like i don't know well right i mean that's just yeah. like that's it's just another way of saying like trying to live without regret you know so that at the end yeah you look back and say oh i wish i i would have you know yeah 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 you know, if i just do it all man um done it all <laughs> So uh, every week at the end of the show, we have what's called the lightning round. It is lightning in name only, so feel free to take your time with these. Um, okay. And uh, here a we ago. Uh, so when was the last time that you cried? Sometime last week. Okay. Um, I, it was, uh, I think, last weekend. Are you a big crier? Like Are you like Yeah, I love I love to cry. I mean I don't always yes. love to cry, but mm-hmm. like if I'm gonna cry, I'm gonna just do it very loudly and just get it out get it out of the way. Yeah. I'm pretty shameless about crying yeah, <laughs> at this if point. I gotta cry, like, you know, uh, especially nowadays, like if I gotta cry, you know what? I I'm, I'm trying. Like and if you're around me, I'm so sorry. You'll have to deal with it. I will stop yeah. at some point, but I'm going to do it. Right. Um, when was the last time that you laughed so hard that you cried? I don't know. I'm sure it had to be recently, and I'm almost positive I was in drag when it happened. <laughs> okay, who are, like, some people or, like... Yeah, who are some people that like make you like laugh like that? Because I know we all have friends like that. I definitely, it's definitely Solomon for sure. Um, <laughs> and I, I, 
it probably was whenever the last episode of Tea and Cakes that we like sat down and filmed because whenever we get into drag to film an episode of Tea and Cakes, it's I would love to do a Snyder's cut of one of our episodes where we just release the whole like 50 <laughs> minutes of us, 50 like the 70 minutes of us filming and everything that happens uh-huh. because most of it is us laughing for like five minutes at a time (laughs) because of some stupid thing that was said that we just can't get back on topic afterwards. (laughs) So honestly, whenever the last time I, we got into drag together was no, Oh my God. It wasn't that long. Was it? I think when we filmed our Valentine's day episode, probably was the last time I like really, really like that shit was stupid. (laughs) 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 It was dumb. And ignorant and <laughs> just a full-on mess love it i love that um what's the last version of yourself that you look at and don't identify with anymore and what's changed um i think my my high school self like my my last my early early high school, like late middle school self. I was just really mean. I used to be a biatch. And like, it was all to cope with the fact that I was like, small, vulnerable, had not even looked at puberty and like needed to have something, you know what I mean? Um, so instead of being nice and like just hoping people would like me, I was like, no, no, no. Fear. If they fear you, it doesn't matter if they like Right. Um, because, and I, you know, my, my, my models in life were like Sharpay Evans and Massey Block in the click stories. So I very much oh was God. like these evil, these evil girls, these evil, powerful girls. And I was like, that's how you do that. Like, who cares? You know, and I was like small and couldn't fight. So I was like, if they're afraid that I will like ruin them mentally, they won't bother me. Right. And it worked. It, I mean, I didn't, I, I was fine. I had a quick mouth. Um, and I definitely kept some of that. But these days I've learned that there's no reason to want to be mean to someone. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's so much easier and so much better to just like give kindness and love. And if I need to bitch or complain, I can like, do it privately with mm-hmm. a homegirl quickly and leave it at that. And I don't have to like, like I don't have to make it a point to yeah. <laughs> try to hurt someone's feelings to make myself feel better because I'm much happier with who I am as a person. Um. <laughs> and uh, if you could implant a piece of advice into the universe for yourself to hear every day, what would it be and why? Mm. Uh, never forget who you are because I feel like I am so quick to discredit any and everything I do um, in terms of like oh like that was, it's just it's whatever like oh yeah no no big deal I'm just like I'm not you know like I'll 
put together some choreography I'm really happy about and like dance it and it's and feel very like good about it and then I'll be like oh but like it's whatever there's people that are better and it's like probably not that great and sort of talk myself out of enjoying it or being proud of it Mm -hmm. um and also like moments when I'm down on myself just like I do my best when I know that I'm that bitch and I know that I'm like <laughs> like the work I do is you know bomb mm-hmm. and like all of that so I think that would be it don't forget who you are been a bitch been a bitch all that <laughs> I love that well David thank you so much for for coming and joining us on the show where can people thank find you for- and support you um uh instagram um it's david with 2d 3d d-a-v-i-d-d-d under underscore dd or maybe it's 2d even the underscore and then 3d we'll have it in the show and then um don't follow me on twitter because i'm a mess um Follow Tiara Masu on Instagram at the Tiara Masu, spelled V-T-H-E-T-I-A-R-A Masu. Uh, I don't know how to spell that. Um, and then badbitch.bakegoods on Instagram as well and Facebook. Um, and House of Boots at House spelled with the U. Oh, an A-U because the house is already spelled with a U. Uh-huh. house of boots um and yeah those are my things i Uh, love that before we go can i um i just share with you a brilliant idea i've had that i just want to tell everybody about please um it is my site specific production of mama mia that we're doing over three days in ocean city maryland um it's a weekend experience Okay. Okay. I'm there. <laughs> and I've just been, thank you. It starts um on Saturday morning at, on like at on the beach um with honey, honey, and like the best part <laughs> of it is uh, Saturday night at Secrets at eight starting at eight p.m. We perform the end of Act One. So, Jimmy, Jimmy, or um Super Troopers or Boule Um, I just feel like that's something I want to tell everybody about. Um, because that's the kind of content we need in this world well folks if you're interested in uh throwing some money at that if you have space and ocean city if you have a theater company itching to produce site-specific work in ocean city maryland specifically abba specifically mamma mia specifically with an act one climax at secrets at secrets in the water go ahead go ahead and uh, check the show notes shoot a dm david's way I think that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think that would be the summer attraction of Ocean City. It just seems correct. Mm-hmm. It feels right. And I feel like it's what the people, it would, it would sell out. They would bring it back every summer. I think it's what people <laughs> Absolutely. Well, David, man, it was so good to see you. I love you. It was, it was the, I love so you both so much. You. Yes, we love you. <laughs> This was so fun. I cannot believe you said Massey Block. I cannot believe you said World. Like, oh my gosh, free games for, games girls. for girls. I <laughs> am 
my oh my gosh my nostalgia is through the roof <laughs> i can't believe you said uh jamming in jamaica because that I'm sending I, you the playlist i have to literally sat on my parents floor because there was the only room with a tv and we put it in and i stayed up all night watching that movie i watched it so many times it's everything it's so the, there was nothing like a movie based around a doll because yes. there were no limits and like the Bratz movies, the Rock and Angel mm-hmm. one, oh the God, Runway yeah. one, and yep. they each came with their own line of dolls. Even the fucking too. Barbie movies. Like I'm obsessed Princess with and the Popper. You're just the Nutcracker. Mm-hmm. Juan Lake. They just oh knew what gosh. they were doing. Yeah. Oh my yeah, God. It's so true. Did you have a dream job as a kid? I mean, I think I wanted to like be in like a rock and roll band. Ooh, okay. Yeah. What what was yours? <laughs> okay, I have some funny ones. Like oh, I, I really wanted yeah, you, that's amazing. I really wanted such a simple life. Okay. My first my family always makes fun of me for this. I used to say I wanted to be a cash register. I didn't know like that the name for the cashier was cashier. So I would just say I wanted to be the cash register because I would always play that at home. Yeah. Like I like to ring things up. Did you have like the McDonald's uh, one? That was like the elite toy that people used to have that I used to see. People had like the McDonald's cash register. I did. Oh, I had that one. But then up. I got but then I got like this other one where there was a credit card involved. It even came with a series of barcodes that oh, okay. you could stick on items around your house. And like, so then the scanner would, it was elite. Um, so we would play that sometimes also to play librarian, which was another dream job of mine. Got out the books. <laughs> yep. And, uh, wait, and wait, I had like- I ask, is a part of it like that you wanted to see what people were reading? Because I used to like, want to work at a movie theater because i always would want to know what people were seeing which is still something that i like to like try to guess when i okay you know do you remember going like there used to be these places to to see movies um Uh and i used to like love i like like thinking about like what are these people going to see what are the i wonder what (laughs) those people are going to see and i used to set that up for my little like uh action figures and animals I'd like take all the VHSs and make them in a circle. Uh-huh. And I'd be like, well, what do you want to see tonight? Oh, yeah, we Aww. still have room in Toy Story. It's starting in just <laughs> one minute. Oh, well, you better oh, I hurry love it. up, Gumby. I, that is, so, that's so funny. I would do, I would play like library with my stuffed animals. Like I would set them out for story time. I would like get, walk them each through to like check out a book. And then I would have to like stamp. I liked like stamping it, like getting to type on the computer, like scanning. I don't know why scanning was really so exciting for me, but I got to say when the self checkout started to like come into play when I was in my youth, I mean, that was the treat of all treats was if we, if my mom had enough patience at the end of grocery shopping with kids to let us go through the self checkout. Now, have you <laughs> ever worked a register at like uh, an establishment before any kind of store? Um, no, I haven't. And I honestly, but I do the self checkout at the grocery store always because I still like do like doing that. But I have never had a like a retail job like that. I've only ever like waitressed or done a like I don't know human 
to human job, I guess. Right. Whatever that's called. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, so after, okay, one last job that I have to tell you about. Please. In the what, third what, was grade. Was it a marine biologist? No, it okay. wasn't. Did you ever want to be it a marine wasn't. biologist? No. Damn. Why? All right, all the ladies out there, let me know if you ever wanted to be a marine biologist. This was something I was joking with Kate about. She said, like, at one point, she was like, oh, I really wanted to be a marine biologist. And I said, like, jokingly, I was like, I swear to God, I feel like every, like, girl I grew up with wanted to be a marine biologist at some point. And so she put a poll out <laughs> on Twitter, and I won overwhelmingly. Really? Yeah, like 75%, like, of, oh, of wow. respondents to this poll. Um, mm. wanted that's to be so funny. Just, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Oh my gosh. I wouldn't really make that assumption, but yeah, because I guess, I guess just because I didn't want to be one. Yeah, you know. Also, make, you classic I think a lot making of... assumptions about women on the Good to See You podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, okay. So this is a, an assumption you might not have made about me. In the third grade, we start learning about government, U.S. government, and the different like systems, the different branches. And the first one we started with was the legislative branch. Okay. I was not interested. Then we moved to the executive branch. I'm thinking, okay, I could see myself here. I could see myself as the president of the United States. And then finally, we did the judiciary branch. And I was like, Hold up. I'll be the chief Supreme Court justice. It was my dream oh. job for like four years. I was like, I will be on the Supreme Court. That, I, that is my so much about <laughs> you that you like looked at that and you're like, I would like to be the arbiter of fairness. <laughs> and just like the security. I yes. wanted the job security too. Oh, till I was you like die. till you die. Till you die. Yes. Uh or I was until like you that. can't you literally are like you know, yeah, so you cannot. That, that works for me. That works for me. Um, and I liked the, the, it's super prestigious, you know, of course, loved that about it. Um, and then I Only decided nine people that people in the whole country get to do it. Right. Very few women, you know, and that is, um, oh, that was appealing making, too. Listen, if I'm going to make any assumption, it's that I can definitely <laughs> make the assumption about women that not many of them have been on the Supreme Court in this fucking, you know, sexist ass country. <laughs> That is exactly correct. So uh, it was, it was, uh, so that was, that was, those were my dream jobs and a teacher. I did, I used to play school every day when I got home from school. Oh yeah. Um, but I was never a big I teacher think... person. My sister was, and then she realized that she like fucking hates children. <laughs> I would play like yeah. rock. I'm in a rock band. So I had like a rock, a riding okay. horse and I would like use that as like a fake guitar and like play music and dance around my basement. I did that for like an embarrassingly long time. Oh, I love it. And did it like, did that same activity evolve like with your taste of music? What do you mean? Just like playing pretend like, Oh, I mean, I dance like... around in any still i mean you know like mm -hmm. i i like to like put on music and like dance around yeah so it hasn't really changed much it's it's less me being like the closet is my audience and you all are gonna <laughs> vibe and more just me being like i am the audience and i am going to vibe sure sure um speaking of speaking of bands did you have any posters in your room as a kid I used to be really into from a very young age, 
like cutting out magazine stuff from magazines and just putting it on my walls. So I had okay. a lot of like, I remember at one point because I had a big crush on Kimberly J. Brown from the Halloween Town movies. So I had <laughs> all three of those movie posters above my bed at one point. Like okay. um, I had the Spy Kids poster. Mm-hmm. I had, um, but I was talking about this actually with some of the kids I teach today because they were asking like, what were the big like, what did I like to watch when I was their age? And I was like, mm-hmm. my room was like Harry Potter themed at that age. So I had okay. like, it started Which my is room. what, like six? My room started when I was like three or four as like Andy's room from Toy Story. Toy so Story. it was modeled after that. So it had the blue with the clouds and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then when I, my mom is actually like an incredible, even though she doesn't really ever do it, she's like an incredible visual artist and painter. And oh so gosh. she painted Hogwarts and Harry flying through the clouds, like amazingly in my room. Oh my gosh. Like when I was like probably eight. Wow. And it stayed like that for like three or four years. And then it was just became neutral. But yeah, uh-huh. I need to find the pictures of that and send it to you because it's fucking yeah. insane. That's cool. So you didn't really put anything on the walls because of that? No, I mean, I had sections of the room. Like, I would put stuff on my closets. So, like, the Spy Kids mm-hmm. thing would go in the closet. Like, I would mm-hmm. put, like, the Halloween Town stuff where there wasn't, like, yeah, you know, where there wasn't stuff going on. Even when you were a teenager, did you not hang things? When I was a teenager, I was really into DVD, collecting DVDs. So I had a lot of DVDs all over the place. I had a lot of shelving with DVDs and stuff on it. Mm-hmm. And that was mostly what it was. A couple, like, I had, I have, like, a Kanye vinyl that I had, like, one of the inserts from that framed up on my wall. I had mm-hmm. uh, a signed Fallout Boy vinyl at one point up there. I mean, that kind of okay. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, what about you? I mean, uh, well, you're, like, from the, air, air, you're, like, prime target for, like, Tiger Beat J14, you know. Which like is we what we were about talking episode, about. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, it was, so... As a kid, my sister and I shared a room all my life um, and or all her life, I should say. And um, so uh, it started out like when it like very, I don't know, like cutesy little girl, like pink and like, you know, like teacups, whatever. And then we got to pick how our room was going to change. And so we were like lime green walls. So we had instant mistake, right? So we got this. The paint was called Key Lime, and your poor um, parents having to be like our house. <laughs> so we got the Key Lime paint and like bedspreads, and like we really got to decorate it how we wanted. And then the finishing like piece was floor to ceiling, every inch of the room covered with kevin nick and joe jonas oh oh everywhere like it was in it was a it was a temple it was a shrine only my sister has been telling me recently i i didn't know this and i didn't really remember this but it adds up and i can see it happening that you know we would get these magazines like tiger beat j14 pop sugar whatever we go through and pull out all the posters or take out the pages that we can use as posters. And I would always like pick the ones I wanted. And she's like, so on my side of the room, like I've got uh, Debbie Ryan hanging above my bed or like 
Selena Gomez when you get like the good Jonas Brothers poster that was in the thing. She was like, you would always give me the like B rank uh, celebrities that were in these that magazines to put on my side. That shit will room. run deep. <laughs> well, and when we would play school, I was Mrs. This was, oh gosh, this was in elementary school. We were fans of them. Such I was Mrs. Mrs. Jonas. I was Mrs. Jonas and she had to be Mrs. J. Even if she was married to another Jonas brother, she had Megan. to be Mrs. <laughs> so, Kristen, Megan. I'm so sorry for all of that, but. Um, K-Buns, come on the pod. I'm happy to work as a mediator for this, <laughs> for this situation. I'll help rectify this. <laughs> um. But we we eventually got rid of the posters, and now our room at our parents' house is not it's it's not that color anymore. So that's wow. good. <laughs> they switched it to lemon sorbet. Uh, yeah. it's no longer key lime. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of um, go the girl off. from Halloween Town. Let's go making connections. Uh, we oh we are we are speaking of what's her name? Kimberly J. Brown, folks. Early celebrity crushes. Who who were other early celebrity crushes for you? Holy shit! And um, it also could be like it could be David. David was talking about like there are Disney princes that he was like that he loved. Like were well, I that mean, like, animated flies also. Okay, so like I definitely remember the first crush that I ever remember a hundred percent having was Meg from Hercules. Okay, a, mine was uh, Aladdin. She's, she's kind of got like an. She's kind of got like. You know, she's got like a she's got a thing going on. She's got some sure. She's sure. got some like you know. She's a badass, and she has, she's, she's got some like, energy around her. She looks like she would hit me. <laughs> yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Meg rocks. Um, and With that Hercules is such an arrow of love. I had a I had a plate. I had a Disney plate of Meg. Did you ever have that. those? Mm -hmm. Yep, that yep. that was like the um, only one I had. Was just her. And then, I mean, you know, I, I honestly feel like it's hard because, like, we grew up in an era where we were, like, essentially told who our crushes were going to be, like, especially sure. if you watched Disney, like, so, like, mine mm -hmm. were, like, Ashley Tisdale was, like, a huge early one, Maddie from Sweet Life. Sure. They're just seeing a, they're seeing a theme here. These, these are very mm -hmm. similar characters. Mm-hmm. Um, mm -hmm. But kind of, like, yeah. I, I, I mean, and then, obviously, as I really evolved, I realized that the elite Disney princess is Belle. I mean, Belle is mm. Bay. She's okay. She reads. Okay. She cares about <laughs> drama. She cares about. She's an empath. She, you know, let's. I mean, you really want to get into it? Like, come on. Uh, yeah, sure, sure. I mean, I do like Belle, but she's never been my favorite. I just that that movie was never my favorite of the princess movies, but but I like her. <laughs> Well, you, I guess this is the I, last episode of the pod. <laughs> um, everybody, we've had a I good time. If anybody knows Jeremy O'Harris, we were trying to get him on the pod. <laughs> he told him to message <laughs> us and also let him know that he might be the last thing holding it together. <laughs> I, I can't like I, the thing is, I cannot make a solid argument for Ariel because I know she's like shallow as hell. Is this because she's a redhead? No, 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 because I didn't like my red hair growing up and I like, but I really liked that movie. Like I I just liked the I liked I liked mermaids. I liked um the music. Um, but I didn't like my red hair. 
<laughs> so okay. I really liked because I really wanted to be Vanessa, like the girl that Ursula turns into that looks like Ariel, but she has brown hair and Aww. she has the voice still. I was like, yeah, sadness, but it's fine. I like my hair now. And I like, and I like Ariel now, but I can't make an argument for her being, I can't make an argument for her being a better princess than Belle. And I I won't, but I just like that movie better. And you shan't. But I will say, that's interesting you say that there there were uh, like people that you were told you were supposed to have like crushes on. The earliest one that I can remember and that I did, like I was obsessed with Princess Diaries josh bryant you you know he's the popular one and everybody you're supposed to like him even though he's like the bad guy like he you know even though you're supposed to really like acknowledge that michael is the right one at the end i still was like no but like we're supposed to like josh bryant oh yeah and and i just everybody likes josh bryant i got two words for everybody listening ethan craft (laughs) ethan craft folks you know we all we were all told who like we were supposed to have crushes on yeah it's exactly true it's exactly true and as david said zach efron was another one that was handed to us on a silver platter and you know we like who they like really did dirty and like did not try to like get the crush the crush propaganda out on and i think it's really fucked up is demi lovato who is like truly an absolute 10. They always played her as like the quirky kind of like very serious, like never really got like her moment to be like the girl that like, you know, because in all those shows like. So awkward, Sunny with a chance and all that. Everybody has crushes on the main characters in in the other shows. Like Zach Mm -hmm. is like, is like courting Maddie in Zach and Cody. And he's like, he's like nine. And she's like 13 yeah. in the well, show. And in Sweet Life on Deck, they're like fully, like people are fully dating on that show. Truly, yeah, that's also gave, true. They never let her do it. Bizarre. That's also like truly weird. Yeah. 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 So strange. Aw, poor Demi. They really did do her dirty in a lot of ways. I watched her documentary recently and I was like, oh shit. Like, did you watch the series or did you watch the one about around the Sorry Not Sorry album? I watched the one around the sorry, not sorry. Incredible. Mm-hmm. There's a mm-hmm. new one about, there's a series now okay. about, about the period where she relapsed and overdosed oh. that YouTube just put out in the last like two weeks. I haven't watched it yet. Oh my gosh. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. I, I'll have to check it out. One on the same note real quick. Did you see that they sold a, 20, a, a film that has been filming for 21 years? a documentary series about Kanye West for $30 million to Netflix today. No. Yes. No way. Yes. For 21 years. Correct. Oh, that. Okay. So, but projected release date, do any other details or just, it was sold before the end of the year, like before the end of the year. That is what I, that is what Netflix is saying. It's done. The film is shot. Oh, it was been that? shot over the last 21 years. That's crazy. It also um, makes it me kind of believe ha- that the Kim and Kanye thing has always been a publicity thing. And so like 30, they always knew that at the end there was going to be this documentary that they could sell off for $30 million and like he would be fine. You well, know? that's what I was just going to ask. Like, was, is that part of it? Like, is that the final thing is like, well, that's it's, it ends with the divorce and then he can. So folks, 
so for folks at for folks at home, we're gonna get briefly into the territory of my other show. Um, but there's an account called Crazy Days and Nights. It's a website. It's famous. It's been infamous in Hollywood. I maybe I've talked about it on this show. It's been infamous in Hollywood since like the early 2000s. Of like, it is this entertainment lawyer in Hollywood who has remained anonymous, who passes dozens upon dozens of blind items through a blog every single day about things that pass over his desk or to people that call him for advice in Hollywood. Now, this is all, I'm just going to say, just as I'll say on my other show, is all legend, blah, blah, blah. Um, But he, like, was making posts about Harvey Weinstein in the early 2000s. He, like, correctly predicted the Kim and Kanye stuff like a year and a half ago. He said that they were Mm. shopping around divorce lawyers like 18 months ago. he, I'm trying to remember what the other big ones that he's been like through the roof about. Um, I think he was the one who broke that the, that Grimes baby had the symbols like before anybody. They were like currently mm. like someone shopping around looking for a lawyer to go to court to defend trying to name their baby this like whatever. Like he gets all this crazy stuff. And uh, wild. And if you're interested in ever like truly losing your mind and like having some like truly fun conspiracy time, like go read through that and read the comments of people like guests trying to guess who it is. And there's also a poster on there that is alleged to be Robert Downey Jr. Who like will come in the comments of stuff and confirm stuff. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. There's a really good episode of the podcast true and on about it. Um, that's out there. So about that site and a couple good YouTube docs. So. Check it out okay. if you are interested in learning about a lot of like crazy, funny, semi-verifiable stuff about Hollywood. And if it's that not tickles and, your fancy. And it is not satanic pedophile shit. This is like this is like you know, fame. What famous billionaire is like hitting up crack dealers for PCP? Like it's like stuff like that. Okay. It's not okay. like it's not like who is draining the blood. Do not. I'm not gonna. That that is not. We do not endorse that here. <laughs> you do not get to do that kind of stuff around these parts. Yes. Talk about that kind of no, shit. No, no. Anyway. No, no. Well, that's a wrap on this one. Dynamite. I, I would say so. Yeah, agreed. Um, and I guess all I have left to say is that it was good to see you. It was good. Wait, 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 wait. I have something to say. Oh. Oh. Before it was good, everybody at home. Go to please. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Very okay. Sad violin music playing. Everybody at home. <laughs> please. Go to Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Rate and review the show five stars. <laughs> please. As we said, the show is on its deathbed, so. <laughs> I will for one <laughs> argument. I need five star five star reviews or Jeremy O'Harris. <laughs> Please. <laughs> and and on that note. Follow the show, follow all the stuff, go to the description, or go to all that stuff. It's in the description. Maggie, it was good and, to see you. <laughs> it was good to see you. <laughs> Bye.